On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we blow out five candles. Hello everyone watching live, we'll be listening to on SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever your favorite podcast listening software is. I'm me, Bloody Candy, and with me as always is Mula. How do? How do? Uh, We had a pretty interesting episode today. First time we're doing an episode, well, I guess we've done a like kind of like, you've done a like kind of like this in the past. Yeah. Long time ago. So the first time we're actually doing this as like a main episode, uh, which is actually pretty awesome. Um, but before we got dive into that, uh, what have you been up to? It looks like you've actually played some games this time around. So, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's still not much, but I, I did uh, more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. By title, but maybe not in time. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I had some time, or at least some uh, some smaller down times where where I just picked up a game. Um, I finally finished the Cowabunga collection. Uh, I think I have the PS4 version, right? Yeah, probably. Um, I had three games left. One was the NES Turtles game. Um, I like that game. I have. Nothing against it, like a lot of people do. Uh, it's it's a little wonky, of course, but uh, I think it's a pretty okay game. Yeah, Besides it's tough, that. but yeah, it's it, it's of course NES stuff, but whatever. It, it's a fine game. I I guess the only thing is like the final stage with all the the flying rocket guys. The, that's a little oh, much, yeah. but but I mean, besides that, my issue is trying to find the Technodrome. Yeah, like and that, it. yeah. If you don't yeah. get the, the right path immediately, uh, it kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, and then I had two of the tournament fighting games left, the Genesis version and the Super Nintendo version. I don't like those games at all. I, I think they're horrible fighting games. Um, so I just cheesed my way through them. Um, like, in every one of these tournament fighter games, you have, like, one character that has this one move that is semi-unstoppable, I guess. Um, so you just spam that over and over again until you win. Uh, there's not much to it, but if you want to play it as an actual fighting game, I think it is horrible. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think it's horrible. I don't think you can do anything in that game without getting your uh, ass beat, even on the lowest difficulty. So, yeah, not for me. Glad I finished them. Uh, so they're, they're out of the way now. Um, and I'm done with the entire Kawabunga collection now. Um, I also checked out the Final Fantasy 16 demo because everybody was like excited for that game since the first trailer dropped years ago. And I looked at it and I was like, oh god, it's one of those things again. I'm not going to be interested at all. Because um, Final Fantasy steered away from what it's well it, it always innovates itself right it's it's like never the same kind of game um but i'm still very much into actual fantasy um and this just feels too lifelike for me like it, it's too serious it's it's too um 
brown and and gray and red. Um, I I like like the the nice colorful characters silliness of the old Final Fantasies. Um, oh, you say a Midgard Midgard plate falling wasn't a serious deal? <laughs> yeah, it it had a serious tone, of course, <laughs> a serious story. But like the rest, like the characters are silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just had that fun tone to it, and ever since then, it it for me it has been going downhill. Even though I still like playing the games, but I'm not like super interested in. Um, but I'm yeah. But I must say I enjoyed the demo for what it was. I think it's a really fun game to play. Um, it's definitely better to play this game than 15. I thought 15 was a little rough in my opinion. Yeah, the, I mean they had the mechanics down like which they copied from Kingdom Hearts because it was the same director of course. Um and and this one has a director of Final Fantasy 14 I believe like the online game. Yep. Um but also like the kind of fighting system like you see in Kingdom Hearts. Um and it works well. So at least it has that going for it. Again, the story I don't really care at all because once again it's very medieval politics based. Uh, think Game of Thrones because that's what inspired this game, Perfect. actually. Um, and that just bores me to death. I really do not care about politics in general and in games even less. Like, this reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy 12, where the story I did not care for at all. Like, I still I did, I did like 12 and all. Um, this is a little <laughs> bit more interesting. I think it has a great main character, at least. Uh, but, but all the bullshit surrounding it, I don't care. But I was impressed by the demo. I thought it was a pretty cool game. I'm not going to pick it up <laughs> anytime soon. Maybe one day when there's a Game of the Year edition. Um, yeah. That that's for cheap or something. I might pick it up. First of all, I don't have time to play a sixty-hour game, even though it's only forty. I've heard, but whatever. I just don't have time to play long RPGs, so it's not a good choice for me right now. But it it does seem interested interesting, and I hope people that are kind of steering away from the game because it's not like the old Final Fantasy, if you want to call it that. I mean, check it out. Check out the demo if you like it. Uh, I think you might uh, enjoy a game. One weird thing, though, no open world. It's very on rails. It's like a stage select, even. It's, it's oh, so it's like thirteen. Mm, kinda, kinda, yeah. Because um, thirteen was very, you need to follow this path or else type. Deal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely like that. Yeah, but whatever. Like, I liked thirteen. I, I don't. Here's the idea. real. Here's the real question. The best thing that came out of 15 was fishing. Is there fishing in the game? Not in a demo, at least. Oh, like, my God. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Terrible video <laughs> game. Two you. out of ten. <laughs> there might be. There's usually a fishing game in, uh, in RPGs. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to pick it up. I was, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's probably going to be DLC for the game. There's probably yeah. going to be all this other stuff coming for the game. I, I'm, a, I to myself, I'm, a, I'm just going to wait for, like... Oh. A, a, a complete edition, basically, and just yeah. pick it up then. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not in a sure. rush to play a, a 60 hour game, mm -hmm. especially with a, with Assassin's Creed coming out soon. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, just check out the demo if you're kind of interested, and then you'll see if you like it or not very, very quickly. Because you, you play through like the first two chapters of the game, and you can continue on from the demo as well. So, 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it, it actually starts with the start of the game and not like somewhere in between, uh, just to show so, like weird hodgepodge and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good demo to check out. Um, I've also checked out the Sea of Stars demo, a game I have not heard about uh, until like three days ago, <laughs> I believe. Uh, but I saw some trailer of it that it was coming to PS Plus blah 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 highest subscription tier for free or something like that um and it's an rpg in the style of chrono trigger oh i can say uh and it has amazing graphics like i i was baffled by the graphics that's why i downloaded the demo and it's a really cool game uh this one does drop you in the middle of things so you can't really follow exactly what is going on uh but the gameplay is very cool it's it's very puzzle-based dungeon exploring, uh, but with kind of a battle system like it had in Chrono Trigger. Not that active. It's it's very turn-based, uh, but, it, but it has a cool system to it. Um, oh, the graphics look awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at it right now on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the graphics are amazing. The music will blow your mind. It's really well done. Um, so if you're looking for, like, an old-school RPG, there you go, Sea of Stars. Check it out if you have that higher uh, subscription thingy on PS Plus. Oh, it's, coming out, it's coming out in a month, that looks like. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out very soon. So, yeah. Very cool uh, game. And, uh, I enjoyed it. I must say, it it was hard. It's a very hard one. So, uh, be warned. Um, like, I died a few times because I wasn't paying attention at all. Because, uh, yeah, I thought it was a demo. It will put me in the early game, so it's going to be easy. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's, uh, it will break you. So, uh, yeah, you definitely have to pay attention. Good. To all right. What you're doing. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's a very cool uh, cool upcoming game, uh, even though it might be out on Steam. I don't know. Whatever. Um, no, it's, it's a month out on Steam, okay. it looks like. I added it to my wish list. Yeah. Definitely something uh, worth checking out. Um, after that, I played a robot named Fight, which is a game that was what very game? popular like years ago. Uh, but somehow I just picked it up because it was on sale, I believe, during the summer sale for like one euro. Um, robot named Fight is basically Super Metroid, but uh, Rogue Light. Um, so every time you die, the configuration gets changed and. Uh, you have to pick up all your upgrades again. Well, not all of your upgrades. You get random upgrades every time that will help you traverse through all of the chambers uh, until you get to a boss. And if you kill that boss, you unlock new powers that you can use during your next playthrough and so on and so on. Um, but yeah, the games like that I do have time for because they're usually like a one-hour session. And then you're done because you die like an idiot. Uh, or you finish the game, which I haven't been able to do. But it's a really cool game. Um, it's, it's a little lackluster in some parts, I must say. Like, the variation isn't that big that I imagined it would be. Uh, but it's a fun game and it works very well. And if you like Super Metroid, I mean, why not pick it up, really? It's, it's basically that, but with different characters. Do not get sued. So, there you go. Um... God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> this game does not end, I swear. I still haven't played it yet. Yeah, I swear it doesn't end. And it's just because I have to do it in such short bursts. That's the only problem. Because yeah, I checked uh, like the homepage on, on my PlayStation 5 and it was like, oh, you're 70% done and you've been playing for 30 hours. And I was like, yeah, that, that actually sounds 
normal for these kinds of games. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it, in my head, it's it feels like it's dragging on so long because it's still the only game I have on my PlayStation 5 because it came with it and I bought it in January, I believe. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been playing it for months now and I'm still not at the end. I'm almost there. I, I believe I'll be able to actually complete it next week, maybe, uh, hopefully, so I can move on to something else finally. Um, but I... I mean, it's a great game, for sure. I mean, it's God of War. If you don't like God of War, it, you will not like it, of course, but it's an amazing game, for sure. It just feels like it keeps on going on forever uh, right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I will be glad when I see the end. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'll be like, finally. <laughs> and I don't have to buy a new game because Alan Wake Remastered came out on PS Plus last month so i downloaded that already even though i already played alan wake but uh and i'll be glad to be playing alan wake instead of god of (laughs) just to have something else for a change but uh yeah i'm I'm definitely getting there um and then there's a game i haven't played actually um so for the people have been listening yada 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 there have been changes in my life i have a I hate calling her a girlfriend because that makes me sound like I'm a teenager. Uh, I hate calling her a partner because I think that's a very boring term. Uh, I don't even know what to call her then. <laughs> I can't call her my wife either because we're not married. So, um, Do you have a, a better term maybe that I can um... use? Player two has entered my life. Let's just yeah. Call we it usually like just that. call it either a partner or a girl or boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't like those terms at all. But whatever. I'm in a relationship. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, and she's not a gamer at all. Like she played Game Boy and Super Nintendo when uh, when she was a kid, but hasn't really played anything between then and now. Um, so. Definitely not a gamer at all, but she is interested in what I do, uh, like the streaming and the podcast and things like that. Um, So I I was thinking of a game that I could let her play uh, without much experience of playing games. Um, She did play a little bit of Shredder's Revenge one day, um, which was fine. Like She's more adept in the games than she thinks she is, (laughs) but because she's a little bit afraid of, of like not having the experience she thinks she's not doing well but that that's totally not true um but i had a poster on my wall for years which is a very large poster of heavy rain uh the ps3 game i believe that was yep um super good game yeah but but every time during summer uh because it's pasted on with like poster glue or whatever you call it um, it gets so humid and warm in my room that it just falls off the wall. Like, it just can't support the weight of that uh, poster anymore. Um, so that happened again. And I got tired of it, so I just took it down and, and put it away. But when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is actually a game which is more an interactive movie than a game where you don't really need to have the, like, <laughs> 30 years of experience playing video games to get somewhere and to enjoy it so i thought it was uh 
the perfect one for her to play. So um, she played a little bit of that, I think, only the prologue so far. Um, and she did enjoy it. Um, it was a little bit rough, of course, but uh, she did enjoy it. And um, she's looking forward to be playing more of that. Um, and I'm looking forward to see her choices during the game. Because for people who, d <laughs> who don't know Heavy Rain... Well, it's not only choices, it's also reaction speed, actually, in that yep. one. But, um, because Heavy Rain changes the story depending on what you do or what you fail to do. Um, so it, it can change dramatically. And I haven't played it since the release, so I still know like parts of it from my playthrough, um, but I don't remember that much of it. Uh, but it's fun for me to, to see what how she thinks and reacts to, uh, to stuff and how the story will fall out for her, so... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to to see more of that soon. Um, yeah, that's what I've been up to. So a little bit more gaming than last time, um, but still, when you look at it in a, in a whole hours, maybe like ten the past month. So so it's still not that much. So. But yeah, yeah I was... have uh, I have the Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls European release for the mm -hmm. PS4. Because mm -hmm. they bundled those two together for PS4. True, true. Yeah, I'm playing the PS4 version as well. She's playing the PS4 version. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was also on PS Plus, so I, I still have it in my library. Uh, because my PS3 version does not work. Um, the ending doesn't work. The game just breaks then. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. Um, I think I talked about it in one of the uh, older episodes that there, there's a problem with how they wrote the discs and some discs work and some discs just don't work. Oh. Yeah, and it's and it's a random problem as well. So for me, it's literally the ending. So it's, which kind My of PS3 just doesn't work anymore. So. Or that, yeah. Or your PS3 yeah. doesn't work. It, it's like always I fixed something. It. I fixed it. Well, like I, I bought it for dirt. I think I bought my PS3 for like 20 bucks. Oh. And yeah, I, it was dirt cheap. But it, it, it like it would turn on, but it would shut off within like twenty minutes. So yeah, eventually, like, one yeah. day, I I tore it all apart. Like I did, I did this on stream actually. I tore it all apart, cleaned everything, I re-thermal pasted everything. That's the problem. Usually. Put it all back together, and it worked gloriously. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to play it right now because I really don't have anything. I did at the time. I had like one PS3 game now, Saints Row Two, and it's like, well, I don't want to play Saints Row right now because I guess got done doing that marathon at the time. So I put it aside, and then I eventually got, I got all the Splinter Cells on PS3. I'm like, oh, I want to play some Splinter Cell. I'm gonna do it on PS3 to get some trophies. Mm -hmm. Hook up the PS3. It just beeps at me like an idiot. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm done with you. So someday I'll return back to that beat. Well, because I don't want to get rid of it because it's the Gen 1 PS3, so it's backwards oh, compatible. Yeah. So I don't want to get rid of it, but I also want it to work. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'm just like, I'm like, the hell with you. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> um, but beyond that, uh, what I've, I've been, so WoW Classic, obviously. So that happens... We're pretty much at the point now where we're pretty much done with phase three already. Um, 
it was a short it was a short content patch for for what it was so now we're kind of just like now i just sign on to raid and that's it at this point <laughs> um what else we have battlefield nine or uh, battlefield 1942 battlefield 2042 um a few uh, i i had i got this game at launch i don't remember when it released three four years ago and uh i it was it was a fun game but it was buggier and glitchier than all hell like the online servers were incredibly laggy your bullets wouldn't register it was just awful um but recently i had a couple friends pick it up because it was on it was cheap during the summer sale mm-hmm. and uh we've been playing that uh for a few nights now it's been all right it's been fun there's definitely not the player base that call of duty has because Battlefield 1942 have these giant like 128 versus 128 player maps, and there's maybe like a handful of people that still play the game, so they just have to fill right. up the spots with AI. The AI is dumber than a box of rocks. Um, so, but uh, it, it 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 itches that itch of wanting to play a, a military sim at least. So. Uh, we got that going right now. I'll probably end up going back to Call of Duty eventually, too. <laughs> so, uh, AEW Fight Forever. So, I don't know if any of you are familiar with AEW. AEW is a wrestling company. Uh, probably uh, probably right after WWE at this point. A um, little bit bigger than Impact. A little bit bigger than Ring of Honor. Uh, but they released uh, their, I guess, official first game to the PS5. And uh, it's awful. Uh, it's <laughs> brutally bad. Um, and I mean awesome. brutally bad. Uh, it's a game that should have came out for the PS2, honestly. Uh, the graphics are horrendous. The gameplay is horrendous. Um, you remember back in the N64 when we would... if you, I don't know if you played wrestling games on the N64. I but, played one on PS1, but I don't remember so, which one it was. <laughs> So back to the N64 days when you played a wrestling game, when you when you would go and grab a weapon, you would grab it from the crowd, basically. But in the new but in the newer wrestling games for WWE, they actually have them set up and like you can kind of go get them. Like they're they're meant to be interactable. Well, AEW went back to the N64 style weapon grabbing where you have to go to the crowd and bend over the the barricade to grab a random uh, weapon right. from the crowd. <laughs> um it the game definitely doesn't take itself very serious by any means at all. Uh because there's like bombs and there's like <laughs> electrical uh, uh barbed wire stuff and like the game definitely doesn't take itself serious, but uh, it's 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 fun because it's so bad, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it I did uh, I did the campaign because there's a story mode element to it, which oh my god, the story mode, oh the story mode to the game. So when you first start out, I didn't know this because the game doesn't tell you this at all. So, when you do the story mode, you can choose any of the pro wrestlers, or you can choose your your custom character, right? If you choose a pro wrestler that's already done, when all the money and like all of the attribute, or all the XP that you get is worthless. 
because you can't add attributes to a pro wrestler already because well they're a pro wrestler so all the money you get is basically worthless as well too um along the way you have to eat to keep your energy up so there's a little bit of like a realism to it Mm -hmm. you can go sightseeing which the pictures that they use are the blurriest pictures you could possibly get from google like i don't know (laughs) what they did i don't know if they went to like google Maps street view and just took a snippet and just blew it up 300 times because it is the blurriest thing you could (laughs) ever imagine um it doesn't even look like it's supposed to be a part of the game think of like an old like sega cd game or like an old ps1 game think of like think of like metal gear solid one at the end like that that video at the end how it's like it's good but it's it's really grainy and blurry Mm -hmm. it's like that but still shots behind the behind the wrestler um you have to train which does absolutely dick all for the pro wrestlers because that just boosts your xp and you don't need xp as a pro wrestler but the game doesn't tell you any of this at all um and and along the way you make your friends you have to get take pictures and selfies with people and uh the the campaign took me three hours to beat (laughs) um but yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's it's uh it's something let me tell you what there's no voice acting in the game at all. There's not even commentary during the match. Wow. So, like, any any wrestling game, basically from, like, PS2 on, like, any WWE wrestling game from PS2 on has had commentary during the match, whether it's Lawler, J, you know, JR, whoever. Even the N64 games, if you did something big during a match, <clears throat> JR or Lawler would say something like the ps1 or like yeah ps1 and 64 era this game has nothing it's literally nothing so you have to do your own commentary um (laughs) the only time this voice act is when jr is like promoting his barbecue sauce in between like screens basically um there it's awful it's so bad but uh yeah it's a it's a game uh, if you're wanting to pick it up, uh, wait for it to go on sale for like two dollars. Um, it's definitely not worth the uh, the PS5 price. Um, yeah, no, I, it makes me want to pick up the new WWE game, which I haven't bought one since like 2013, just to like compare to compare the two. Yeah. Um, like this is where you ought to be, but this is where you choose to go. <laughs> Beyond that, I've been doing uh, RG. I've been trying to do RGL race nights. Uh, so every Friday night, uh, we've been doing RGL race nights. I believe this coming week will be episode seven of season one. And uh, we had one night, it was a couple weeks ago, where it was dominantly Game Boy games. That's where I got all of my points. So <laughs> that was of where course. I got all of my points for the for the season so far. Um But it's it's been really cool. We've been playing a lot of a lot of a lot of games I typically would have wouldn't play or haven't played in a long time. Like last week we had uh uh was it last week? 
no, two or three weeks ago, we had like Battle of Midway, like on 1943 Battle of, Battle of Midway, I think it was, or just 1943, right. whatever it's called on the NES. Um, we had Frogger for the Genesis. We had uh, Black Box Golf, which I absolutely hated. <laughs> uh, you know, it was you know, but you know, I get you get to play get to play games that you just typically just wouldn't uh, you just wouldn't get to t- yeah. typically play on your own. So that's been a, that's been a lot of fun, just getting a little bit more exposure to that stuff. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what this week brings if I if I can make it. Hopefully, I've been hoping for Trip World to to get landed on, <laughs> just so I can have an easy five hundred points. But uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting Trip World yet. It was, it was like two or th- it was the, the night the night we got all the Game Boy games. Like the first game was Kirby's Dreamland, okay, and it was get as far as you can before the time limit hits. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I got to DDD <laughs> before the time limit hit. I was like, all right, well, that's <laughs> five hundred points. <laughs> oh, last week we did Mortal Kombat two on Genesis. No, oh, and I I I and I I like fighting games. I'm awful at them, so. I did not get very far in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's pretty much what I've been up to. Not not a ton. Obviously, playing some of the Game Boy Jam games that we'll talk about in a bit. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's all I've really been up to. So I don't, uh, I don't stream as much anymore because A, I just don't have a ton of time, and B, my game, well, my. But my internet just sucks, so <laughs> I can't just reliably stream on the fly anymore. Yeah, that's awful, of course. Yeah, yeah, but <clears throat> it is what it is. And if you're wondering why I'm clearing my throat or my voice sounds weird, it's because I did five hours of commentary yesterday for NES Cathlon, so <laughs> my voice hasn't fully recovered yet. Hey, it happens. But, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, no, I've it was been... awesome. Yeah, I've been having a cough for almost a month. I'm surprised I haven't coughed one time yet during uh, this recording. So that's cool. That's good. Yeah. 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 No, NES Cathlon was awesome uh, yesterday. We had 12, 12 people join uh, on stream. We had 11 people finish. Um, and Fede was doing it blind. And by the time we, when we cut, he was on. Shadow of the Ninja, which was game four on the list. So, but uh, it was it was awesome. Like uh, second, third, fourth place was really close. Second and third came down to hands basically in uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers three. Upla, um, who took first place, only had like a handful of mistakes, and the mistakes he had were not super time costly at all. So, uh, yeah. it was it was really it was really really cool. Uh, just to see how much how much time people put in the practice people put in uh burger time obviously in my opinion the harder the hardest game on the list so yeah that's arcade hard that's never fun yeah 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 it's arcade hard it's not nes hard it's eat your quarters hard <laughs> so but uh no it was it was awesome but uh yeah with that uh, we're going to take a quick short break when we come back we're going to talk about some Game Boy Game Boy Jam 2023 games, at least probably the top five that we thought or we at least enjoyed. And then uh, I do have a couple of honorable mentions just because I've uh, 
I've been following the devs for a while. So with that, uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, and those watching live, thanks for hanging in there through a quick break. <laughs> we put these little breaks in just for, uh, well, for us if we need to get up and do something, and for uh, listeners' sake, so they don't have to listen to us ramble for an hour and a half, two hours, nonstop, so... <laughs> Yeah, and so that likes knows where to put the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, like I said, this is a this is an interesting episode this time around. Um, so, Tronimal, uh, who is a listener of the podcast and a person I've been actually following, I think maybe when we started the podcast, maybe if not a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on a Game Boy Jam for 2023 on itch.io, and uh, they reached out to me and asked if we wanted to sponsor the uh, the Game Jam. And, uh, you know, through various conversations, uh, we said yes, and uh, at the end of the day, we, you know, we shouted it out every episode that we had up to the event, which happened during uh, the voting happening during GDQ, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, afterwards we would dedicate an episode to the event itself. So uh, before we dive into the, the video games, just a little bit of a, Rundown of what the Game Boy Showdown, Game Boy Showdown 2023, not Game Boy Jam, Game Boy Showdown 2023. My yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> so let's see here. Uh, I, about, I, it was called Jam before, right? So, oh, it's a seven day long game jam. Yeah, yeah, it was probably it's, something. It's yeah, because of that, there's yeah. a jam in there somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the Game Boy Showdown is a seven-day-long game jam, uh, followed by a seven-day-long voting period, uh, which I did vote on games along the process. I did. That's why that was another reason I brought my laptop to GDQ was so I could do it. <laughs> do votes. Um, uh, only submitters, sponsors, and helpers can help. And voting criteria will be game design, gameplay, innovation, graphics, sound, and theme. The winner will be decided by the best overall score or the best score overall categories. The top three games will be listed on the top of the top of this page. Y'all can't see. And then there's a link to last year's Game Boy Jam winners. Um, so let's see here. There are prizes to this. So first place will receive a modified Game Boy Color, a GBX uh, read, read write uh, cart, with a two megabyte flash card. So it's just a, a Game Boy flash card. Uh, second place, we received just a regular Game Boy Color 
with the same flash cart. Third place will receive the flash cart. Fourth and fifth place will receive a two megabyte flash flash cartridge as well. Um, sixth to tenth place will receive some high quality Game Boy Showdown sticker stickers. Mo, I told you people <laughs> like stickers. <laughs> Tell it. <you. laughs> For those that don't get the context, I've been trying to get stickers on the Birch Store for like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Coming soon, uh, just like the new t-shirt. <laughs> oh, boy. Besides that, the top three games will be shown and will be playable at the next NCON event, Nintendo Fan Convention, in Germany. So if you are... European, or if you're from, well, I guess if you're from Germany, you're European. If you're a European yes. and and live in Germany, or will be visiting Germany, uh, you can, and if you're going to that convention, you can check out the top three games of the Game Boy Jam or Showdown uh, at the uh, convention there. So, the theme of this year's uh, Showdown was friendly, which some of the games that we played heated that line, I think, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it, interesting theme, nonetheless. Interesting theme with some very interesting takes on that theme. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, rules. So, read carefully. Feel free to ask. Blah, 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 blah. You must create a real Game Boy ROM. Uh, only .gb and .gbc files will be accepted. Uh, so no dot pocket, no, none of that. Hmm. Uploading a web release additionally is allowed and recommended to increase playability because not everyone has the ability to download the ROM, stuff like that, you know, way, ways that you can play Game Boy ROMs. Um, the whole game has to be made within seven days while the game jam is running. Teaming up is allowed, make some friends, yep. It's okay to use assets um, and templates, but you have to tell everyone about it on your submission page. Mm-hmm. Only original games are allowed. No fan games, no remakes, no demakes, or ROM hacks. Um, and no, no not safe for work or offensive games <laughs> are allowed. For obvious reasons. Um... So things that were allowed to be used, um, you can use RG. I don't know what the hell this even is. RGBDS, GBD, GBDK, which is the Game Boy Development Kit, uh, ZGB, which I don't know what the heck that is either, and well, probably the most popular at this point now, Game Boy Studio. Right. Um. Or anything else that I'll let you create a valid Game Boy ROM. So, and uh, there are a, there are a bunch of sponsors, uh, DM, DMG pages whom I've actually have never heard of before. <laughs> uh, it looks like they have. I don't know. Oh, it's all in a foreign language. I don't know any. Oh, it's all in German. Yeah, I don't know any of that stuff. Um. If I've got more foreign words that I don't know. Ferrante craft, Ferrante crafts, <laughs> Game Boy Studio Central, Inside Gadgets, 
uh ncon which is that german fan convention thing mm-hmm. um some other game boy studio stuff and well us so yeah we're in th- we're in that list all that dmg page is ger- a german blog about nintendo game boy yes oh i just <laughs> scrolled down and saw more stuff so there we go we did it so that's a bit more about the game boy game boy showdown uh there were 85 entries that were submitted between may 13th to may 20th uh with 2270 ratings given to the 83 entries yep um and the average number of ratings per game was 26.7 and a median of 26. So that's a lot of that's a lot of entries and a lot of ratings. So uh seems like a very, very good turnout for, for what it was. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh so yeah, now that we got a little bit of a, a glimpse into what the Game Boy Game Boy Showdown is. Uh, let's dive into submissions now. So, uh, just looking at our notes here, looks like we did top five-ish. Uh, ish, because I, there's yeah. a couple games that we don't have in here that I've played that I really enjoyed. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I played, a, I think, one more as well, actually. But, um, yeah, I just... Put some in the notes here and there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean... I just picked random ones, really, that sticked out to me. Like, I didn't really look at the... <clears throat> at the ratings that much. I just went down the list and I was like, oh, this looks cool. So I, I just clicked on it. But um, Let's just start with the winner, I guess. Of the, yeah. of the Game Boy Showdown, that because that one, I of course picked because it was the winner, so I had to know why it was the winner. Um, so this game is called What Friends Are For. Uh, it was made by Shin, um, and they ended up getting the first place. Um, so yeah, this was a like a, a puzzle platformer, I would call it. Um, yep. It only consists of five stages, sadly. But again, like in seven days, yeah, of course you can't make like a very huge game. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, the very interesting and original concept about this game was that like your main character has two moods, like friendly and, and angry, right? If I remember, yeah. it's been a while since I played this one actually. Yep. Um, and the enemies in the game and the objects, uh, th- their behavior changes depending on what mood you have. Um, which you can manipulate yourself, so you can choose whether you're uh, you're happy or angry. Um, and the music also changes with your mood, which is a really cool concept, actually. I yeah. mean, it makes sense, of course, but uh, it's nice that they uh, integrated it. Um, but I can see why this could have been a winner. Like, I haven't played all the 86 games, of course, so I can't say that it's... It was the best for me, but I can see why, because it was a very polished game. Um, yeah. it, it had story to it. It had like very cool puzzle elements that you don't really see that much. Um, 
I mean, that's like fun music. Um, the music design was great for this game as well. So, uh, yeah, I think they did a really good job of, uh, of doing this. And it, it's also a lot of... <sighs> this one is pure Game Boy. Because some of these on the list are like Game Boy Color games. And my mind goes more towards the real Game Boy games still. Because that's what this podcast is about mostly. Um, so yeah, I appreciated that it had like the original Game Boy aesthetics as well. And not like uh, any of the color enhancements that you would expect. So um, yeah, I enjoyed playing this game. It's not very long. So you can just sit sit down for like 20 minutes and get through it. So uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see why this game had, has won the Game Boy Showdown. Thought it yeah, was I, cool. yeah, this was the first game I played... Uh, going through the list, which I pretty, I pretty much just went down. I did the top five that they voted on, plus some extras. Okay. And uh, obviously, so this was the first one that I played. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it's, a, it's, it's very cute. Uh, the I would say, like compared to everything with the game, the graphics are probably the one thing that probably could have used a little bit more focus. Like, the graphics are good, don't get me wrong. You know what you're doing, you know what things are. But, like, compared to, like, the soundtrack and, like, the 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 actual, like, systems in the game, like, going between happy and sad, there's a bit of an overworld as well, too, where you can see, like, the five levels that are, like, have a lock in between them. Uh, like, they, they definitely went in depth with a, with a few things, but... Uh, Maybe they just ran out of time and just, you know, needed need a graphic. I, I'm not sure. But, like, I feel like the, the graphic piece of it was, the I think, the one determining factor for, for me. I was like, this is a really cool game. This could have been an awesome, like, really great game with just, like, a little bit of polishing on the graphics themselves. Um, overall, though, yeah, I having played the other, other games plus extras, uh, there's no doubt why this one number one in my Ooh. opinion like, there's just no doubt at all um incredibly interesting uh system as well too from going from happy to sad that's just something you don't see very very often at all in, in a game boy game um and yeah. the happy stuff really makes the sprites just do look pretty cute as well too <laughs> so <right>. yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very cool concept like has it been done yeah. before? For sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but like, yeah, it, it was a cool concept to make a game out of. Yeah. Like, the only other game I can think of at the top of my head is that Princess Peach game on Game Boy Advance, uh, <laughs> which which people are not happy about because she cries and people think it's like looking down on women because they cry or something like Like, people are reading too much into that game, but... Uh, that's the only other game I can think of where your mood actually like, yeah. lets you do other stuff. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's cool. Like you don't see this very much. So. Yeah. Oh, it looks like they released a version 2.0, which Ooh. added more polish, a Game Boy Color compatibility now as well ah, too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's nice. It looks like there's a V2 out now. So that's cool. Yeah, the thing is like. People can still work on these games after the jam, so um, yeah. you can and see. And if you can still, 
you can still play the original they still have the original v1 out as well too so if you want to yeah. see the the jam version you can still get that rom as well mm -hmm. just look at the look at this like these are the demo versions some people yeah. will continue on making the game bigger and more polished uh, other people will just leave it as it is but uh yeah it's, it's cool that's they ha they have like a jam to set up stuff that they can maybe work on some more yeah. really cool yeah the next game was pro was my favorite out of all the games that i played mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was uh retro quiz tower <laughs> this was this was my favorite uh of of them all uh it's uh <laughs> When you think quiz, you think you're just getting quiz cards in front of you like Jeopardy. But uh, no, this is actually really interesting. So it's an isometric view where you actually have to walk <clears throat> through the tower. So there's like an adventuring element to it as well. And when you encounter, I guess, um, something you have, <clears throat> instead of a fight sequence, you are asked a question uh related to game boy or pretty much anything retro and uh, if you get it wrong you get hurt you actually have a health bar in this as well too uh, you have a little heart in the corner so uh this was by far just by far my favorite game like it was i was when i when i i didn't think i was going to like this game because I think quiz, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get stupid <laughs> quiz cars across the screen. Like, this is going to be dumb. But, like, the graphics were, are incredible in this game, first of all. Mm -hmm. The fight scenes, quote-unquote, or the quiz scenes, are very, very well detailed. Because it actually shows your player and the thing that you encountered. Um it has a choice option uh, at the bottom too, so it asks you the question at the top, and at the bottom you have a little, little finger arrow to, cho to choose your answer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this was uh, this was amazing, and how it ties into friendship is so like. Um, if you know more than the person that you encountered. Uh, you'll gain their their friendship. That's mm -hmm. kind of the the premise of the game, um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just really really good. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really and, cool. And, and also, this music was done by Beat Scribe, who also did the music for What Friends Are For. So uh, same same music composer as well. And this one actually had a team of people. Uh, this one was uh, attributed by uh, Ruben Retro, and I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize. Uh, Anon? Aion? Anon? Yeah. <laughs> or um, just Anon. A-I-N-O-N. Yeah. yeah. Or Anon. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> I told you I'm going to butcher that name. <laughs> but, um, yeah, So the, and also there's been an update to this game as well, too. Uh, where they fixed some bugs and they've actually given you more time to answer the questions now. Because if I had a really big complaint about the game was you didn't have a ton of time, to, like you did have a ton of time to to answer the question if you had to like reread the question a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, that would probably have been my my biggest complaint to the game. 
Um, uh, yeah, mine would be the movement speed of your character, but I mean... That's it's, fair it's, too, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, you would expect it to go a little faster. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's clearly based on, like, um, Monster Max on Game Boy. Like, <laughs> yep. it, that, that's where the inspiration came from. But, like, Monster Max moves, like, very quickly. And I have been playing that game. If you can call it that, because it has been two months actually. But, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it, I immediately clicked. It immediately clicked in my head, like, oh, this is like Monster Max, but then you move so slow, and I was like, oh, this is a little weird. But besides that, it's it's perfectly fine, of course. So uh, yeah. yeah, very very cool uh, concept, and at this point, even the well, questions not, were really good too. Yeah, so. even the questions are really good. Like I wasn't expecting that. Usually you. You can think of questions yourself that would be in a game like this, but these ones are, like, very specific, but you still know them. If yeah. you play Game Boy games or, or are into retro games, like, sometimes you have to think, like, oh, I, I actually don't know what this is, but um, it, they all make sense. And they're, they're fun questions. Um, this version only has one floor, which is not much, of course. Um, but Terminal uh, posted in, in our Discord that uh, they are making a, an actual cartridge um, they just received a prototype actually for it a few days ago um, so go check out our uh, our Discord if, if you want to see the picture of that I guess um, and um, they will be doing further updates before they f get a final physical release so it's something to look forward to to like an actual tower now now it's just a floor so you can't yeah. you can't really call it a tower uh <laughs> more like a bungalow. retro quiz floor yeah or retro <laughs> quiz bungalow or something like that but uh yeah so the tower is still getting built basically um and i i look forward to seeing the final product for sure yeah it's really cool yeah this is a super super fun game yeah. so Took me by surprise in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't expect anything of it when I saw Retro Quiz Tower first either. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was really good. Um, the next one I played, and I think you played it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called Friend of the Void. And you people probably already know that we are horror fans. So <laughs> this was definitely up our alley immediately. Um, like, I saw it, I was like, ooh, Eldritch eldritch stuff uh okay yep i'm in fine uh, <laughs> so um this is like a very small top-down adventure slash rpg but you don't really fight monsters you actually talk and listen to them which it's is almost like undertale <laughs> yeah. like like undertale or even like persona where you like yeah talk to to the the well the persona to get to know them and then act in some way to gain their trust or something like that. It's kind of like this, but a light version. So you listen to them, you hear what their problems are, you talk to them, and then you give them an item you can find throughout the small world to uh, to satisfy their needs. And then you befriend them, basically. Um, yeah. So yeah, this game, amazing artwork. I love stuff like this, especially if you see it on a Game Boy resolution like the details that put in the drawings for like these eldritch creatures is just it blows your mind that they can actually make something like this so um yeah. 
it again this is a very short game it doesn't have that much to offer but like all the designs of the of the monsters are like absolutely fantastic and even the world itself looks very eerie and and like you feel like you're in an Elrich world world yes. um, immediately um, and the soundtrack just <laughs> makes it even better basically like it's a very haunting soundtrack uh, do you want to guess who made the soundtrack to this game the same person that did the yeah <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of work for this they were, uh, game boy they were busy so, they were busy for that week so far <laughs> yeah but yeah again the amazing soundtrack can we just give that person like a prize or something for most work in soundtrack yeah, can we be beat, beat scribe beat <laughs> yeah. scribe uh yeah. <laughs> a trophy or something <laughs> jesus yeah um but yeah really cool game and it, it actually has like a very sad story to it um it does, yeah. no so no spoilers because it's very short so if i just say one thing i would already spoil it um but again it's it's tied to the friendship uh team that's going on here uh but yeah it's it's very sad but this is a game i would love to see like a two-hour game of hundred uh, percent. Yeah, on a cartridge. On 100%. a cartridge. Yeah, like like because it's like top down adventure. You have to like find an item to give to the right person and things like that. So it, it would be cool if there's like a super big, well, super big <laughs> for a Game Boy game, big world where you have to do stuff like that and then find the yeah. right people. Um, but yeah, if the person who made this, which was, um, let me see here. So the Sleep, art and story was by. By a person, alias of Ryumaru or Christopher Pareni, Par, Pareni, Par, oh boy, <laughs> Pariano. There we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. The por- programming, so this is interesting. So the programming is from uh, Hor- Horatiu. Mm-hmm. I have played a ton of their games. So like when I saw their name on the or on the on the developer list, I was like, oh, this is a hundred percent gonna get played by me. Because like they've done games, uh, the na- the first game I ever played with them was Neighbor, and yeah. uh, Neighbor is a horror horror game where like people like turn into zombies, you gotta hide, and then like which like it's it's wild, but it's crazy good. Uh, they did another game called After, uh, which is inc- absolutely incredible too, and Cargo was incredible. They did a game called Bitterfoot, which is like a dynamically changing like dungeon crawler but it's horror based like it's their games are just absolutely just they're so they're super good Mm -hmm. so i saw that name i was like yep (laughs) go right into that game and and then obviously beast grab did the music we just talked about before but sound effects were from astronomal oh so nice yeah yeah get on it people who made friend of the voids making a bigger game like yeah i i love stuff like this yeah this was this was an incredible game the artwork was i don't i don't think there was another game in the list honestly for me that topped the artwork for uh friend uh friend of the void uh-huh absolutely um like i i probably played 10 10 of the games on the list maybe 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 15 none none of them came close to the graphic quality uh, of this game mm. so 
Yeah. Very, very cool. Definitely check it out. Unless you're scared of horror games, <laughs> then maybe just... <laughs> well, it's not that bad, really. It just, it's not a scary Yeah, game. it's not a scary game. It's just a very, like, atmospheric game, I guess you yeah. can call it. Like, usually when it comes to games that are based on, uh, like, the Eldritch horrors, uh, Lovecraft, that's his name. Yeah. They're usually not scary games. They're, they're, yeah, eerie, you can just call them. Like, it gives you a weird feeling. Um, well, yeah, this is this is definitely one of those. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I don't know if you've played this next one. Cause I did not play oh, Pongo, okay. no. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I saw Penguin, and you know our history with Penguin <laughs> games, so <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have to check this out. So it, it looked super cute. Um, yeah, it's a very short top-down adventure slash RPG game, um, kind of inspired by Pokemon, a little bit, I guess. Um, uh, it's a very short four-screen game where you have to befriend all of the have to yeah have to be friends all of the other penguin in the village um and you can pick up a few items to help you uh befriend them um like it's kind of the same as friend of the void <laughs> in that aspect uh but not horror based um it's very cutesy and stuff like that uh it's it also super simple i would put this in the game in the category of uh children's games like to get them familiar with how mechanics of games work, basically. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's it's super simple. You get through it in five minutes. Um, but I I thought the ending was very out of the out of the blue, out of nowhere. I wouldn't call it that. It's also not. I wrote that plot twist in the notes, but it's not not a not a plot twist either. It's just like something completely different you wouldn't expect. Um. So check it out. Like again, it takes five minutes to get there, but I was like, "Whoa, where is this one going?" All of a sudden, uh, but yeah, you'll you'll see it when you play it yourself. But yeah, it's super simple. Um, I thought it was very cute. Um, it could be like a nice long children's game if uh, if they keep working on it, like an entire village and not only four screens with a few houses. Um, I could see it being a very cool game to give to a small child and be like, hey, check this out. That's cute characters, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Pongo or Pongo Friend. I, I, the title screen like says Pongo, Pongo but Pongo like that, Friends, right? but yeah. I think it's just called Pongo. But uh, yeah, very cutesy, uh, fun little. Yeah. yeah. The next game I, I, I actually played. Um... And that one's Together Alone, mm -hmm. which I thought was a pretty interesting game. Uh, Together Alone is a puzzle platformer um, where you use two friends, uh, or where two friends get separated after hearing rumors about a cave and whatnot. So you have, you have like you have two. I guess that's the two friends, but you have two people or two characters that you can swap between. So you have the the top one and the bottom one, or the, the lighter one, the darker one. So you can tell the difference between the two, and you have to solve puzzles with one in order to get the other one through. So it might be pushing a platform down to a lower level, 
So the lower purse that can get to the cave, it might be, you know, there's a lot of different things that can, that can be happening here. And, um, I thought this game was actually pretty interesting. Uh, the issue, I, the issue I had with it was, so I, I ran into a few issues where I would, where I would, uh, soft lock the game oh. because some of the platforms, I, I may, I, I may have like pushed them a little like wrong or like in a, or like not far enough where I was supposed to. Like, I did something wrong with the platform, and I and I soft locked the game. And like the way I play games, like I play stuff on the Mister, and yeah. I don't know how to save anything on the Mister aside <laughs> from save states. So like every time I soft lock, I'd have to restart the damn game again. Uh, granted, like it's a short game, but like. You get tired of doing stage one like, <laughs> five or six times. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, I didn't run into that problem, but <clears throat> the polishing on this game is not very <laughs> well done. Um, it is a bit janky in yeah. parts. Like you can clip through a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I didn't soft lock at all, um, so that's good. But I did have a lot of problems figuring out what is a foreground and what is background. Uh, because yep. the characters do work on different planes, basically, and sometimes I didn't realize which plane was for which person because they sometimes they cross over, like the backgrounds, and it was hard figuring it out. Um, and it also was a little bit laggy in some parts uh, due to the size of the uh, characters, probably. Yeah. Um, the characters are huge. Yeah, yeah. but besides <laughs> besides that, like the concept is great um it yep. works great like of course for a, a showdown or a jam like this um you can think of the most intricate puzzles because one they're hard to make and two they're hard for people to actually get through uh for such short games so they're simple enough at least to get through um and it's, it's very short but again this might be one of those games that could get expanded to infinity basically um like just think of games like cat trap which is also sometimes too oh. too character based like games like that have a hundred stages you can do something like that with this as well um i thought uh, the cutscenes were actually pretty silly funny like not haha funny but like yeah it had some silliness to it which i really do appreciate um so I, th I think this is a really cool game, for sure. <clears throat> and I put this one on the list over, um, over what is the other one called? Um, over The Pact, uh, which is the game that came in second place during the showdown, which has a similar idea where you have two characters that you control to get through puzzle rooms. A little bit more sophisticated puzzles than, I would say, than in uh, Together Alone. Um, but yeah, that one is more Game Boy Color, so I didn't really put it on the list. Um, but if you like these kinds of puzzle games where you control two characters and you have to solve one room together, um, check out the Pact as well. Because um, it has like a, a very similar style to it, for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Friendly Fire, so that one's all... Yeah, that was the last oh, one I you. picked because I, the description was weird, so I, I wanted to check <laughs> it out. Like, I'm going to open it up. So, like, it's a 
Do you know that the moment when you're playing Tetris and the whole world starts moving too fast and you just keep up? That's Friendly Fire, a high-speed falling block puzzle game about how difficult it can be to keep the flame of friendship alive. So, I thought, wow, they made like a, like some kind of Tetris slash Columns game, but it, it's definitely nothing like that, to be honest. The gameplay itself was not what I was expecting and not as intricate as I would have expected. You're basically controlling a character which has one of four colors and there's lava falling from the sky that has a particular color and you have to pick up the one which color you have. But if you pick one up, you change color. That's basically it. So it's, it's super simple. The reason I put it on the list is it has like this cute art and it has a story mode and it starts very wholesome, but it gets so freaking dark so <laughs> fast that I was like, what am I playing right now? Though, so again, I can't spoil it. It will take you again like five to ten minutes to get through it. But just check out that story mode. Like, it goes super dark, super fast. So, uh, check it out. yeah, like, there's not more I can say about it. I think the graphics are great. Uh, the gameplay is, like, it's well made. Like, everything works as it's supposed to work. Um, it's just not a very in-depth puzzle game as Tetris. Like, I was expecting way more than that. But, yeah, just that story mode. Like, it... it it left an impact on me, <laughs> just say it like that. So um, that's why I put it on the list. And, and this was also the last game that I played uh, from all of these games. So uh, maybe, maybe that's why it made an impact. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did want to check out uh, the game that came in third place, My Friendly Little Island. But it's an hour-long game. I didn't have the time to do it. But uh, that, that will be my maybe honorable mention. I don't know. I haven't played it yet, but... Uh, there must be a reason why it came in third. So um, I might check that out some other time, but uh, it looked really cool, at least. It, it, it has, from the screenshot, it has incredible graphics as well. So um, I might have to check it out uh, later. Yeah, the other game I played for my top five was Around Town. And the only reason I chose because I'm familiar with that developer as well. So Around Town is. And it's so cute. Um, so the developer is um, Toadstool Picnic. And I, they have a few other games. Uh, more notably, the game um, Melanie and the Magic Forest, where you go through and, well, you collect items and hand them out and befriend people and you go into a magic forest. Um, it's It's super, 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 super cute. And uh, this game pretty much picks up where it's left off. Uh, instead of people, you get to play as adorable frogs. Um, and the name of the game here is that you uh, you want to earn some money by upgrading your your favorite bike. Uh, so you get to so you can see Dart. That's the frog's name uh, on a bike. It's 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 so goddamn cute. <laughs> um, it's kind of a cuteness overload. But uh, you go around, you fulfill requests, you earn money, uh, and you chat with people. It's it's very much a it's a very much overworld talk, get money, do something uh, type of game. 
nothing nothing insanely innovative nothing that would blow your mind by any means at all but um the color scheme is very 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 soft the graphics are super well done um this develop like i said i've been following this developer for a while now too and that they've always like the, the the graphics have have always kind of been like the main point of detail um for their games so definitely go go check it out uh and there's a town map too that's actually super well done <laughs> so uh which i wish melody the magic forward said but it didn't uh the game i wanted to play but i didn't get around to it was uh uh, Rune Story, mm-hmm. which well, is a ga- it was a Game Boy Color it was a Game Boy Color game uh, by Spicy Fuse. Uh, the graphics look like they were inspired by uh, Stardew Valley and uh, Rune Factory, um, and it's one of those action RPGs as well too. We don't go into like a turn based thing. You have to befriend locals. You get to romance a girl. Uh, <laughs> and you can go on adventures to make money. Uh, I just didn't have time to check it out, but it looks. But the main goal is to get married and get to know everyone, um, get to know everyone that's exploring dungeons. So uh, it just seemed like a very in-depth game, and I didn't have time to go into a very in-depth game before yeah. the podcast episode. But that is one of the games I do want to check out. Uh, is is Rune Story? So. Yeah, it looked interesting. Looked like a yeah. proper RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked yeah. really it, good. It, it looked scary to play in a short amount of time. Let's just call it yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I watched like I watched like the demo GIF that they had up, and I was just like, Yeah. I'm like, that's probably gonna be like a two-hour demo. I don't, I don't have two hours right now to play through this, so. But uh, yeah, the other one I wanted to play too was Song of Morris, which was uh, Song of Morris Ghostly Night. That was the other one I wanted to play through. The only reason I didn't get a chance, like I had it downloaded and everything. And the only reason I didn't play it was because I forgot to move it to the SD card right. um, for the for the mister. So uh, that was the, literally the only reason I didn't I didn't get a chance to play it. But uh, I do want to play that eventually as well, too. So. I think that's just kind of like a graphic novelty type of type of game. So yeah. All right, nice. Yeah, that that's kind of the games that we have picked out to play. Um, like we said, there's like eighty six of them in total. Eighty five so, entries. Or eighty five yeah. entries. So definitely go check them out. We we can. I'll put wait where's my link now it disappeared um I'll post a link in the chat at least here um but we will also put it in the description of our uh, episode and on the YouTubes for everybody to check it out or come check out our discord like I said earlier uh, we have it up there as well or you can just look around for it on itch.io uh, just type in Game Boy yep. Showdown it will probably uh, show up for you but um yeah you can check out all of the entries there download them play them in your browser however you want to do it um and yeah maybe you get inspired to join the next one next year because usually it's held yearly so uh, yeah yeah game boy studio is real easy to use especially i i haven't used it in a while but game boy studio 3 was 
absolutely bonkers for how easy it made or how easy it was to make something from scratch. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they added a lot of extra features in Game Boy Studio 3. So, yeah, you weren't limited to a crappy 12 by 12 sprite or whatever it was. Like, you could actually like make decent sized sprites you could have parallax scrolling there's a lot of stuff you can do with game boy studio 3 so yeah a lot of cool games have come out of it already so um, yeah always looking forward to seeing more um if you're working on a project yourself and you want us to check it out just let us know i mean you can do that uh you have ways i, lo- I love probably... i love checking out games yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we have ways you can contact us, which we will uh, very scriptedly talk about in a few <laughs> bonus. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, and you can, of course, find all the information on where, wherever you find us. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we love doing stuff like this, like these Game Boy Jam kind of deals or, uh, or just new games, new homebrew games, new fan games. Yeah. Uh, we love to what, check what was fun? What was fun about the Game Boy Showdown list was that, like, it definitely took me back when I was a kid where, like, I got to pick the game based off of the cover. Yeah. So, true. like, like I did the five, top five, right? But, like, if I were to, like, go through it again, like, what friends are for, I probably wouldn't have chosen at all. <coughs> no. But, like, Friend of the Void, 100% mm-hmm. would have chosen that, right? Rune Story would have 100% chosen... Um. Even Song of Morris, I would have chosen out of the gate too. Like just by like the thumbnail, like provide them like, yeah, we're gonna go check that out right now, type deal. So that was actually a lot of fun to be like to see like how much extra effort they put into the itch itch.io page. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows for some of them like they immediately stand out uh, compared yeah. to the rest. So. Yeah, that was a fun, uh, fun little distraction from Game Boy games. They're, they're still Game Boy games, but uh, it was something yeah. different for once, so it's always nice yeah, to it be was, able to do that. Yeah, it was super, super fun to do. Uh, like I, I probably would have typically, have, I probably would have eventually got to some of them organically, mm-hmm. just because of how much homebrew Game Boy I do play. Yeah. But uh, to actually be a part of like the event a little bit and have a little bit of hand in it too and get to see some of the stuff come out of it was really 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 cool yeah all right but uh yeah uh we'll be coming back we're gonna take another short little break when we come back we're gonna talk about community events coming up and answer any questions that people may have then our awesomely scripted outro so go ahead and stay tuned everybody those live thanks for hanging out while we took a little bit of a break there um 
stuff we have coming up. We have a lot of stuff coming up, honestly. Uh, we'll just start with the the RGL bits since you know that's that's where we are right now. Uh, so Retro Gaming Live has live events throughout the week. Um, Monday randomizers. Let's see here. Yeah, or yeah, ran Monday randomizers. Uh, every other week is uh, golf club with uh, Flannel Cat and Vani. And any off week that's not golf club is Sports Tuesday, where you get to see people play retro other retro sports games besides golf. I think baseball has been a pretty hot topic recently. <laughs> um, <clears throat> every Friday night, we have retro race nights. Uh, those are an absolute blast to be a part of. Uh, they're definitely a lot of fun to watch, too. Uh it's probably for good reason that you guys don't get to hear the voice channel that we're all in uh, and gets to firewall you all from hearing Kong, myself, and other people uh, tear apart a, a video game verbal <laughs> verbally. Um, what else we got going on here? Oh, we're almost done with July. Hot damn, dude. Um here i know we got some sega stuff coming down the pipe or coming down the the reins now here so later today for those watching live we do have sega ring of champions first uh the first event uh i'm not familiar with sega ring of champions me neither but um if you're into oh here we go sega ring of champions a monthly three game sega race where the winners from throughout the season will face off in a championship round uh, the first Sega Ring of Champions race would be on July first, so it's a like a seasonal race type of type of thing. Um, so we got those going on. Um, so very kind of similar to uh, Ring of Champions, as Manic mentioned in chat. We do have Wads Day. W a w a d w w-a-d-s it's usually w-a-s-d but w-a-d-s uh day which is uh dedicated for games that use w-a-s-d so like doom and other type of dossy games so mm -hmm. um also uh we have the sequence break podcast with lat mackie uh that happens is that every Wednesday? Every other Wednesday? I don't remember anymore. Not sure. Might be every week. We'll say every Wednesday for the sake of Lat Mackie. <laughs> so every Wednesday, uh, there is another podcast that's live on the channel called uh, Sequence Break Podcast by Lat Mackie, where he, where he uh, Brings in a runner of a of a game or a series, and they talk about how they got started. They talk about the game itself, the speed run, a bunch of other things about the game and the runner itself. So, actually, a very interesting podcast, high production value. So, they have transitions and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> which we don't we don't have very much of. Um, Thursdays, we have RGL TV Night at the Cinema with Cypher and friends. Um, we have so much stuff. <laughs> um, in August, we don't have a date. We don't have a, a date announcement yet for this, 
But we do have the Odnot chosen for August. So if you are into one night only tournaments, the August, uh, oh, we do have a date for it. This is not in the calendar. The date for the Odnot in August will be August 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And it will be Windjammers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if you're a wind, if you're a fan of wind jam, wind jammers, or just want to be in an O knot for Windjammers, or just want to be in an O knot in general, <laughs> August twelfth, one p.m. Eastern time, we'll be doing uh, Windjammers. So definitely check that out. Um, let's see here. I don't know why is this. Hold on here. Am I getting bamboozled right now? Okay, I am. I'm being bamboozled right now. I saw a Burger Time score co-not in there. I was like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we do have, like I said, there's a lot of other Sega stuff going on. Um, Sega Friggin' Champions Race 2, which will be the Shinobi series, will be Saturday, August 5th. Um... Also, there's going to be a plenty of more Sega stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, September, we're looking to have a Sega O not happening as well too. Um, now that the Sega crew is a part of part of the channel, so to speak, so uh, giving a lot more lot more spotlight to other systems other than the NES and SNES. Finally. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. What else we got going on here? Uh, uh, ESA, I think, is happening right now. For those that like to watch ESA stuff. I don't follow ESA very closely anymore because all of my European friends don't really speedrun anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it looks like ESA... Oh, it ended yesterday. So. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, so you can go watch the ESA VOD if you want and go uh go go see how things are going there. Uh I just knew it was I knew it was happening because I saw it on I saw it on my Twitch follow list. I was like, okay, ESA is doing its thing right now. Uh before long, GDQ will be have will be opening up its submissions for a GDQ 2024. Hard to believe we're that far along in 2020 already. Um so that'll be a thing. Also, if you're in the uh, in the Americas, in the Midwest region of the Americas, uh, Midwest Speed Fest Fall Frenzy is opening up right now. We're just two weeks away uh, from submissions closing for Midwest Speed Fest uh, Fall Frenzy. Uh, that will be happening between October 12th to October 16th. Uh, I'm assuming this is an online event since I don't see anything about in-person stuff. Uh, so definitely get your submissions in there. If you're not from the Midwest, you could probably still submit. <laughs> um, probably. You're probably fine. Um, Midwest, Be Midwest Speed Fest has been doing a lot lately as well, too. Super, super awesome people that run Midwest Speed Fest. Uh, I've been up. I've I participated in a couple of their events in person and uh, I hang out with them fairly often at GDQs as well. So whenever you see like the Pringle station or the Shack food station, that's Midwest speed fest. So uh, that's us hanging out at Midwest speed fest. So 
Uh, if you're ever at GDQ and you see a Pringle, if you see a Pringle station or a Shack food station set up, uh, come say hi to us. <laughs> um, well, we'll we'll be there. Uh, let's see here. Beyond that, I don't think there's a. I mean, there's probably a bunch of other stuff happening. I just don't know about it. Um, because, like I said, we're kind of in marathon season now. Because uh, we're approaching the end of end of summertime now, mm-hmm. so people are going to be start being indoors more because it's going to get a little. Well, hopefully, it gets a little bit colder outside <laughs> because the summer has been just absolutely wretched. Um, yeah, holiday season typically seems to be a, a big push. the The early part of holiday season seems to be a big push for uh, marathon bits as well, too. So. We're definitely starting to get into the the meat and potatoes of, of marathon season here. So we'll definitely have more coming up. And then, like I said, there's probably a bunch happening right now. So that we just don't know about. The best place to figure that out at is it's not even called. It's called X now, by the way. So oh, God. Twitter. Um, <laughs> so some of the best places I find this information out aside from Discord uh, is Twitter. Um if I can't find it on Twitter that uh is I don't know how to pronounce it, like Ongus? O Oengus? Oengus dot io. Yeah, Oengus. Like I yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. But that's another one that has uh you can go in there, you can kind of see like a calendar view of like everything that's kind of happening as well, too. Uh so you can definitely check that out as well. Uh do we have any questions at all? Nope, we do not have any questions this Perfect. time. Perfect, we can skip right over that. Yeah, we can go straight to our scripted outro, like I mentioned. Right earlier. into the scripted outro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, if you have any thoughts and suggestions for the podcast, uh, we'd love to hear it. Whether you want to uh, do it publicly, you know, on reviews or in Twitch chat here when we're live or in the Discord channels, you know, we'd love to hear back from you. Or if you just want to keep it private as well, too. DMs are always open as well. Uh, Twitch and Twitter and Discord DMs and stuff like that is a good way to get a hold of us. Probably Discord for me more than anything because uh, I check yeah. Discord more often. <laughs> um but uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, to hear any feedback, good, good, bad, mediocre, uh, whichever. Uh, we want to make the podcast better every episode that we push forward in. Uh, if you have fun little things like, for instance, the, the Game Boy Showdown or other types of events that you want to uh, want to get the word out about on, um, shoot us a DM. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at it and talk amongst each other and more likely talk about it in some fashion. So, um, exactly. so, uh, you know, we, we'd love to help you out, you know, small, big, medium, doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah, with that, you can find me e bloody candy on Twitch <laughs> X. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Twitch, Twitter, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. I think that's all I have. Um, I'm not probably gonna have if I, if Twitter ever blows up, I'm not making another account somewhere else. I'm just I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Where can they find you, Mo? <laughs> you can find me on Twitch, <sighs> Twitter, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything with an X in it, uh, YouTube, uh, and Instagram. All slash, oh, yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. All slash Moolah, which is uh, written M O E L L E U H. Uh, yeah, Mo- mostly I would say nowadays just on a. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I guess. Uh, or yeah. again, like a DM in Discord is always fine as well. That, that's that's the best way to like actually get in contact with me. And if you want to see what I'm doing with my life, it's Instagram, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then obviously our wonderful producer, Legs. So you can find her legs on YouTube, Sprinty Legs on twitter twitter and uh twitch and check out the project website www.sprintylegs.com where you can also get access to the game boy manual database which uh she hasn't up- updated in uh half a century and i'm still <laughs> waiting for my manuals to be approved and uh i'm not submitting any more until like the five manuals i've pumped in are, are approved just saying like there's a wizardry manual manual in there that was like 52 pages. I ain't submitting shit until that gets approved. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's happening. Um, we have a Patreon that we still need to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, we just just tells you how much time we don't have right now we have a patreon that we need to go over still uh since patreons changed some of the, how their tiering stuff works and some other internal bits uh there's three wizardry games on the game boy mo loves all three of them um <laughs> i actually have them oh i put the boxes away that's too bad <laughs> i had the boxes over here for a while um uh, they're in Japanese. You need to get an English, the English ROM hack. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we have a Patreon. Like I said, the Patreon changed some stuff. They they changed like their tiering and goals and bits like that. So uh, we have to go through and kind of update that a little bit. But if you're a patron, um, or thinking about becoming a patron, uh, we, there are some little cool things that come into it. You get to see some of the behind the scenes bits, uh, access to our notes. Uh, you get uh. Uh, first glimpse premiere at Haunt Hunters, which we haven't done in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. The last Haunt Hunters video we did was uh, fishing vacation for the Game Boy, which is actually super fun. Yeah, and then uh, uh, there might be a coupon code in there too for the merch store. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top there of my head. Is, yeah. Okay. Um, we also have a PayPal. Oh, if you're a patron, you also get a cool thing in Discord as well. Because uh, we can tie Patreon and Discord together. But uh, if you do PayPal, uh, please let us know. We can't tie PayPal and Discord together because reasons. Um, but if you do support us through PayPal, please let us know. Uh, we want to thank you and uh, do whatever we can to uh, well thank you for your support. So. 
We'll figure out something through there. I don't know what that is off the top of my head. I don't think we've gotten a PayPal yet. So, no, no. so we'll figure that out on the fly, all right? <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, we also have a merch store, merch.thisisgameboy.com. Uh, there's no stickers yet, but uh, there are t-shirts and coffee cups which i had a fight for the coffee cups by the way let's just put that out there too like i have a coffee cup right there on my shelf this is game boy cock i had a fight for this coffee cup let me tell you what here chat when we we're starting this merch store most like coffee cups are dumb no one wants to buy a coffee cup came number one seller because coffee cups and he refuses to listen to me to put stickers onto the merch store. Imagine having stickers. I could take them to GDQs. I could stick them to things. I can stick them to laptops. People can stick them to laptops. People can stick them to their fight sticks. If they're small enough, they can stick them to their Game Boys. People love, see? People love stickers. <laughs> uh, but there are some cool t-shirts up there I think the limited edition t-shirt finally got brought down after forgetting about it for like a month I don't think uh, so <laughs> but it's still up alright well there's a chance to get the limited the limited edition uh, this is Game Boy t-shirt at this point this uh, is just a joke that it's a limited edition so it just gotta stay should- there does this say limited edition on the t-shirt at all? <laughs> yeah. um, oh. <laughs> if it does, we should make a new... If we, we should just make one that says limited edition in double quotes and just keep it up all year round. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, to be honest. <laughs> um, the, the shirts themselves are actually super nice. I've had mine since we launched the store back in... Christ, what was it, 2019? 2019, 2020? Um, yeah. And I've, wa- I've watched it a ton of times. The, uh, the the screen print still hasn't faded on it. It hasn't shrunk. Uh, it still fits really well. The shirts themselves are decent quality. They're the, either a Hanes or a Gildan shirt, so there's mm-hmm. a bit of a thickness to them. Like, they're not bad. Like, I'm selling it because, you know, obviously. Are, so they're not bad shirts, though. Like, they're... They're your typical, you, you get a plain t-shirt and uh, screen print something onto it, but uh, they're nice. I guess I've had mine for three, four years now, and uh, I can still wear it. It still looks pretty new, so. Yeah, same. Indeed. I have the limited edition. Uh, I have two of two limited editions. Uh <laughs> Game Boy shirts. So, <laughs> oh, maybe we can have a limited edition <laughs> sticker as well too. Um, yeah, that's that's gotta be a sticker. limited edition. <laughs> or it just says limited edition in Game Boy font with double quotes. On the yeah, end that's that's a sticker. There's nothing more. Yeah, it's actually a good idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We still need an amazing penguin teacher. Yeah, I really, yeah. <laughs> I have to finish that. <laughs> oh, man, stickers. See, people, I, I've, I even got confirmation in chat that people love stickers. So, <laughs> how few years before qualify? Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're in here for the marketing stuff now yeah. at this point. Well, it was funny because like we made like the limited edition shirt. I'm just gonna keep putting it quotes now. <laughs> we made that limited edition shirt for um when we launched the merch store on our what was it? Third third anniversary, fourth anniversary? Yeah, something like it. Yeah, third or fourth anniversary. We launched the merch store, so we made a limited edition shirt for the anniversary, basically. And then we took it down. And I think we put it back up again for the anniversary. Like, we yep. kept putting it back up for the anniversary. So every, every, well, it's like once a year for a month, you can get the shirt. And I think like this last time we just never took it down. <laughs> so it's it's been up literally since May. It literally um, takes so. five seconds to take it down, but I'm like, ah. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, now it's limited edition at this point. Yeah. Quote unquote limited edition. Um that's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Hey, I mean marketing, right? Right. Uh, um, uh, money obviously money is probably tight especially nowadays with inflation and how the economy has been listening to the podcast watching the podcast um rating the podcast five stars just doing four we can go down to four four or more four plus stars all right uh if you, go, you can't go any lower than four honestly That's like the, the software just doesn't allow you to go below four on the this is this is game boy podcast episodes uh don't try it but i'm just saying it just doesn't work <laughs> so um four plus stars on all of the episodes all that stuff helps us get recognized by the algorithms and the crawlers and the computer stuff to rank us up a little higher get more get more eyes and ears on the podcast and uh Things like that too. So watching, listening to the podcast, incredibly, incredibly supportive as well. And we appreciate everyone that watches and listens to, to the podcast, especially something about Game Boy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, did I miss anything? No. Um, it's well, as well scripted. So, <laughs> like always, you can find all of the information we have been saying during the past 10 minutes uh, on our website this is gameboy.com uh, just a nice overview with links that you can click to take you anywhere you want to go so uh, there are links make it easy on yourself just right. uh, just go there there are links and sometimes there's a widget on the page that works that lets you listen to the last episode as well too yeah sometimes it I said sometimes because it's a 50 50. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, you can go there too. If, and if the widget loads, you can listen to the last episode as well. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't, then we'll just click on the SoundCloud link and listen to <laughs> yeah. the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, y'all need to put them into playlists like I did with the first like five seasons and give them cool names. Like I did with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you could still do that, so go ahead. Uh, you're right, I could. Yeah. But there are two other people that upload <laughs> these podcasts. Uh, actually, it's, actually, it's just legs <laughs> nowadays. All right, legs, <laughs> listen here. <laughs> you can even make it Sailor Moon themed. I don't care. <laughs> Playlists make it easy for people. 
<laughs> All right. So, oh, looks like you already got the next game in here and everything. I do have the next game in here. Interesting, interesting choice. Yeah, because I was looking over what we have done, and I noticed that we have never done it before, even though I'm pretty sure we mentioned it a few times before. Um, we have definitely talked about it. Yeah, but uh, like next time we're going to take a closer look at the first Contra game that was released for Game Boy, uh, called Operation C, or as it was called in Europe, Probotector. I mean... It was, was like that on the NES as well, of course. But uh, yeah, Operation C, or Probotector, will be the next game we're going to talk about. Yeah, fun game, cool game. Actually excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I love Contra, so yeah, big fan of it. But uh, so yeah, until next time, y'all. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you all for chilling. Thanks for listening. Those watching live, thank you for tuning in live, watching the podcast podcast episode. Boy, I can talk after five hours of commentary. <laughs> and for those listening on YouTube, SoundCloud, and whatever your favorite uh, podcast software listening device is, thank you again for listening. Until next time, when we come back with Operation C, ta-ta. Later, mans. His books are so nicely displayed in the background. Like my background. So there's Big Kirby. There's Little Kirby. That's the HIV AIDS plushie. Assassin's Creed statue. But like all of these are like DVDs and Blu-rays. And they're dominantly just horror movies. Like there's no books back here at all. <laughs>